The Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, Episode 30. In the last episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we looked at a story that appeared in the April 1989 issue of Isaac Asimov's science fiction magazine. The story, Indian Giving, was written by Sage Walker and describes a journey of a 35-year-old woman who spends a week alone in a remote cabin in the Southwest in an attempt to stop smoking. Although she ends up smoking a few cigarettes during her time alone, she also has time to relax and experience Polynesian paralysis. Today we return back to Hawaii and visit the island of Molokai in a book titled Molokai, the Friendly Isle, written by Marlene Friedman in 1977. The photographs in this book were provided by Aaron Chang, one of the world's best surfing and ocean photographers. Marlene Friedman was born in New York City in 1941. She grew up in Connecticut and would become the editor of IBM's in-house newspaper while living in San Jose, California. In the 1970s, she moved to the island of Molokai, where she met her future husband, Travis Werner. They were married on Valentine's Day, 1985. They moved to the mainland for a few years and lived in Idaho and Arizona, but eventually would return to Hawaii and make their home on the Big Island and choose the town of Hilo as they described the best ever place to live. Marlene was a journalist, real estate agent, and enthusiastic member of the local softball team adding her own special touch to cheerleading and potluck dinners. In addition to her book about Molokai, she also wrote several books about Alcatraz and also A Visitor's Guide to the Town of Hilo, Hawaii. Aaron Chang provided the color photographs for Merlene's book about Molokai. Aaron was born in 1956 in Tucson, Arizona. His father introduced him to photography at age nine, by giving Aaron a folding or bellows-type camera. His family would move to San Diego when Aaron was 11. Aaron joined the swim team, loved to surf, and also worked in the photography lab at his high school, where his father was a teacher. After graduating from high school in 1974, Aaron moved to Hawaii and lived on the island of Oahu near Honolulu. Aaron earned a living by taking pictures of tourists at luau's at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel in Waikiki. He also took photographs that would turn into postcards. A few years later, he joined Surfing Magazine as a photographer. The 1980s saw significant advances in photography, and Aaron was one of the first to use a camera in the water to capture surfing photography. He also pioneered the use of ultra-wide angle lenses in the barrels of big waves. Aaron was a senior photographer at Surfing Magazine for 25 years, and his photographs were on 38 magazine covers. He traveled to 50 countries for various projects, films, travel journalism assignments. His photographs have appeared in Newsweek, Sports Illustrated, People, and many other publications. Aaron was named one of the top five photographers by American Photographer Magazine in 1985. In 2009, Aaron shifted his attention to fine art photography to focus on arching waves, the ocean, and light. Inspired by Ansel Adams, Aaron did black-and-white photos that were included in the exhibit titled 
On the Trail of Ansel Adams at the San Diego Natural Museum of History. We should note that taking pictures for Molokai for Marlene's book about the Friendly Isle was Aaron's first paid job as a photographer. He was barely 19 years old. Marlene begins her book noting that about two million years ago, the waters of the Blue Pacific parted and Molokai rose from the sea. It's interesting to note that the northern island of Kauai is over five million years old, and the big island of Hawaii to the south is less than one million years old. There is even a new Hawaiian island of Loi'i, about 18 miles southeast of the big island, but it's still 3,000 feet underwater. It will take another 50,000 years for this new island to rise above the Pacific and become the next Hawaiian island. Marlene notes that Molokai was first known as the Lonely Isle. During the early 1800s, European and other foreign explorers and immigrants arrived on the Hawaiian Islands and brought with them diseases, which the native Hawaiian people had little or no immunity. One of the most terrible of these diseases was leprosy. At that time, leprosy was thought to be highly contagious and incurable. So in 1865, Hawaiian King Kamehameha V passed a law to prevent the spread of leprosy in Hawaii. The law quarantined anyone with leprosy and required the more serious cases to be identified, tracked down, taken from their homes, and banished to Molokai. The law would remain in effect for more than a hundred years, and almost 10,000 Hawaiians were sent, against their will, to the leper colony on Molokai. The intention was that the Hawaiian government would provide supplies for the leper colony, but the reality was that many of the lepers would be tossed overboard and required to swim ashore with little or no provisions. Some would never make it to shore. The ones who did would have to grow their own food, build their own shelters, with little help from the outside world. There were no hospitals, no doctors, no medicines on Molokai to help the lepers until a young Catholic priest arrived in 1873, Father Damien. Father Damien volunteered to go to Molokai to help the 600 outcast and forsaken individuals living there and to teach them about Jesus. Working with the local community, he would help them build a church and school. Living conditions were improved with better housing and better roads and organized farms. He would help tend the sick, build coffins, and dig graves. He lived among the lepers as an equal for almost 16 years until he finally contracted leprosy himself and died in 1889. Marlene notes that it was partially because Molokai was so isolated and neglected by the outside world for so many years that it kept the island unspoiled and made it the friendly isle. She goes on to say, Today, there's a magic about Molokai, a spirit that shows in the faces of its people, in its deep, shadowed valleys, in the solitude of its hills. A timeless essence. Molokai is more than an island. Molokai is an experience. The Friendly Isle is one of those places too good to be true. Miles of untouched valleys, tumbling waterfalls, scented pine forests, tangled bamboo thickets, Trackless beaches, drifting sand dunes, sheer cliffs that hang from clouds to earth, 
It's a feeling of solitude, peacefulness, and a unity with nature you've only heard about. Happiness is discovering Molokai. On page 32, with the title or chapter heading of Special People in a Special Place, Marlene mentions Polynesian paralysis. She writes, There's something special about a Molokai Islander. It's in their smile, in their spirit, in their frame of mind. A mellowness you just don't find in ordinary folk. Almost a superiority complex, knowing they're in a special place. Ask anyone who lives there. You'll see. They know you got to be a special kind of person to love Molokai. Sure, they know the roads are unsophisticated by mainland standards, and business is casual, and they're catching Polynesian paralysis, but that's okay. The way they figure it, it's a trade-off. I'm giving up the freeways, the supermarkets, the pizza parlors for freedom. To let my spirit breathe. To walk instead of run. To smile instead of scowl. To intermingle instead of staying with my own kind. That's what it's all about. Sharing. Sharing concern and love and a way of life that says, be happy and pass it on. Wild, beautiful, mellow. That's how you spell Molokai. The relaxed and unspoiled lifestyle of Molokai may be the perfect place to experience Polynesian paralysis. Far away from the rat race of modern life, you can be still, enjoy life, appreciate nature, and experience Polynesian paralysis. In the next episode of the Polynesian Paralysis Podcast, we'll look at an article that appeared in the Honolulu Weekly in 1991. The article was written by journalist Derek Davies, and he describes his personal experience of Polynesian paralysis and concerns over life in paradise. For more information about Polynesian paralysis, please visit our website at rxaloha.com. I also hope that you'll take a few minutes each day to be still, relax, appreciate nature, and experience Polynesian paralysis, the sensible approach to mindfulness. <laughs>